Welcome Oddjob Ensemble to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. Oddjob Ensemble is Kalei Yamanoha's strange and wonderful brainchild, a consortium of multi-instrumentalists and specialists. They are Sonoma County's own ragtag purveyors of old-timey party music, and we are very excited to have them here. Please welcome to the program, Oddjob Ensemble. Thanks, Jim and Tom. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for coming tonight. We finally did it. We finally did it. (laughs) Yay. Tom Gaffey, um, you have a lot of thoughts and feelings about the type of music this band yeah. plays. Well, uh, you know, I do. Uh, again, uh, for me, this is, it, there's so much klezmer influence that I hear in, uh, in what you guys play. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's kind of where it all began, uh, listening to show tunes on the couch in the living room when I was a little guy, because mm-hmm. uh, that's what my mom listened to quite a bit, and also my dad. My dad was heavier into swing, but my mom was into the show tunes and uh, Irving Berlin and the Gershwins and, uh, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, and Barbara Streisand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, its it, its roots are so firmly in Klezmer, so mm-hmm. firmly in, in uh, the Jewish immigration uh, to the United States, certainly, but also it goes all the way back to, uh, again, uh, as I joked about earlier, the Ottoman Empire, mm-hmm. as the Jews were forced to move throughout that empire and, and moving in towards Europe and into Eastern Europe and then heading farther west. Uh, it was that music that uh, that moved them. It was that music that called them to prayer. It was that music that uh, gave them hope. And you can hear all that in this. And then we were fortunate enough in this country uh, to have it move over to uh, most, you know, started in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, gran- my great-grandma immigrated to New York in the early 1900s. Yeah, absolutely. Went through Ellis Island. and you know. The late 1800s is when it really started moving in this direction for us, and that's even when Irving Berlin ended up here, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, what a great thing for this country. Absolutely. Because yeah. we wouldn't have Broadway the way that I remember it and, and love it so much mm-hmm. uh, without some of the greatest musicians that have come through. We wouldn't have God Bless America. We wouldn't have White Christmas. Tin <laughs> Pan Alley was yeah, filled Tin Pan with Alley. Jewish songwriters. Darn very, straight. Very, very influenced by that stuff. Absolutely. And, and so that's what I grew up with. And, and it yeah. just it can bring me back to those times listening to you guys play. Cool. Well, I love it a lot. Compliment. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you, Tom. Thank you. you talked about how this music is all about like people um, moving to and yeah. from. About, Absolutely. About, it, it takes you to places. You know, I mean, you, yeah, it you, does. It, it, not only is it like uh, emotionally resonant with you because of yeah. your, your childhood, but also you, you, I don't know, you said something about how you think back to like the, the movement, how this was like the soundtrack to people's lives. Yeah, right? absolutely. But, it really yeah. was. And you can hear it in uh, not just in the movement in the wagons as they were moving across Europe. Uh, you can hear it in the sh- uh, sea shanties. Mm-hmm. In particular, if I may just uh, kind of blow our cover, in the second tune in particular, in the bass line, mm-hmm. uh, it's got such this sea shanty feel to it. Especially when Violet is using the bow. It just, oh my God, the movement in that tune just grabs you. The song is called The Silver Sea, Mm -hmm. and the new album is going to be called The Silver Sea. So that's the title track off off the new album that we're going to be recording in two weeks. Do you visualize stories? Do you visualize characters when you're coming up with a song like that? So I wrote this story called The Silver Sea. It's still a work in progress, but it's um, kind of a tale of... um, 
someone who is flying in an airship and they kind of get lost in uh over over this this mysterious ocean part of the ocean it's to be determined where exactly this is in this this world that doesn't actually exist but he's flying over the airship and he sees like this little like glimmery silver thing and on on the water and he flies down and there's a, like a little bo- like a like a little sailboat and there's a, a person in it and the person is not saying anything at all they're kind of just sitting there and just i'm here you know so the person who's riding the airship gets down into it what seems to happen next uh in my recollection is a storm yes. brews and this boat is caught up in the storm and carried away and so this you know this person that found this sort of stranger in the middle of the ocean mm-hmm. and just sort of followed them is now being whipped about and gets shipwrecked mm-hmm. and out of the ocean rise these two giant stone monoliths and uh that's sort of close to the end of the story yeah. and sort of a sense of amazement and wonderment falls over the people there and yeah and we and ben was the one to point this out that my story had a lot of the same uh same plot line in the and, sense and themes as, yeah, yeah to um the dagon story from hp lovecraft well, d- just a brief summary of that story. sure uh dagon is a is a pretty famous lovecraft story um it was the it was published in a bunch of these uh you know sci-fi short novel magazines back with like isaac asimov and other sci-fi writers and uh it is a very similar sort of tale of like you know uh, is the theme in a lot of shanties and stories about people finding this inconceivable unknowable things out in the ocean and uh it's sort of like the first ever appearance in lovecraft's writing of the cthulhu mythos and it's this, you know, this theme of this unknowable force out in the vastness and in what it is like to encounter that. Someone named Emma Devitt of the Sonoma State Star had this to say about Oddjob Ensemble. One moment, there's a feeling of a circus under a red and white striped tent watching clowns and tightrope walkers. The next is a feeling of sipping on Sazerac in New Orleans. The different styles and tastes of each musician come through beautifully. That's what I like about this band a lot is it does seem to transport you to a different time, to a different place. You can just kind of close your eyes and like lose yourself in a storyline um, yeah. of songs that have no lyrics, songs mm-hmm. that are not telling you the story. Mm-hmm. But because I don't know if it's the Broadway background or like the way that these songs have been portrayed in culture throughout the years. It just for some reason, it just takes me to a place and it like just shows me a bunch of characters. Does it do that to you, too? Totally. I mean, I've always seen or I've always like seen and wanted the music I write to kind of looked at as almost like a soundtrack to something um and as someone who is not a singer and not a songwriter in the traditional sense um when i write music i i try to make it yeah i want to make it interesting and and lyrical without actually having actual lyrics so yeah i feel like the melodies that i that i write and that i like to write are almost like someone's talking to you you released a self-titled EP in February of 2017. There's a lot of fun titles of songs on that. I don't know if some of these songs are making the jump to the new album. I forgot 
Mm-mm. about that album. Can you name the songs? Off well, uh, maybe you, I will name them, and then if there's anything to talk about, okay. uh, we can. Uh, song number one. Uh, I, I'm so curious. <laughs> uh, Revenge of the Rat King. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that is um, that, that song you could find on our first EP that we released last year um, w- with the full band. And the name for that song um, kind of came... I've do you know what a rat king is? I don't. So you're about to find out what a rat king is. They always stop me oh at shows when I try to say this. Um, but not not every show. Not every show. Hey, so this is an unedited broadcast, and mm-hmm. this is you know where the true fans come to find yeah. the real dirt on on mm-hmm. ensemble. Oh, it's dirty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in medieval times, <laughs> um, you know, especially around the time of the Black Plague, um, rats would frequently move in in packs. I don't think intentionally, but they were they were held together by their tails intertwined being held together with um bodily fluids and random street garbage and whatever and if you saw a rat king which was a group of rats that were all held together in this disgusting fashion um it was seen as a bad omen and you were likely to get the black plague if mm-hmm. if you encountered one um seems right to and me w- and w- with that song it always felt like it was kind of like the so- like it was like kind of like the song that i was it's like it's scary almost. It's like it is scary. We also we happen to do it for uh, our circus act that we're a part of. We do it for the fire breathing no, devil it's a, it's act. A, it's the knife throwing. The knife act. throwing act. Oh, I think we used to do it for the devil yeah, act. Yeah. Okay, we do it for the knife throwing act, mm-hmm. where terror needs to be dialed up a yeah. little bit. And when I was thinking of a title for the song, I was like, "What is something that scares me a lot? <laughs> <laughs> a rat king coming to get revenge for you at you for for whatever reason." And that's good because you were trying to convey an emotion with yeah. that song, and then you conveyed the emotion, mm-hmm. I assume, because the song is finished and recorded. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what would be a good title that would convey in a few words the emotions that I feel when I listen to this song? The Rat King. Yeah. The Vulcan. The Vulcan. Is, so- is song number four on the self-titled EP, The Vulcan. Also in the circus show, this is the song that we wrote for um, our friend Molotov, who dresses up in like an old 1920s devil costume and breathes fire. And swallows fire. That's the one. God, I love that you perform with the circus that has all these characters, because it's a real life manifestation of like what I visualize when I listen to your music. As someone who is a performer full time, but also has like social anxiety, it's really nice to be on a stage but not have everyone looking at you. It's like I, I'm pl- I'm playing the music, but everyone's watching watching the person shoving a sword down their face. You know. Are there any other um, uh, stories or characters or eras um, that that uh, are contained in songs on that album that are worth mentioning? So on on this album, there's a song called um, Templeton's Trip to Trampletown. Um, I like alliterations as well as anagrams. Yeah. Um, and that's a song that I wrote when it's probably like four or five years ago. Um, I was at my house. I was it's probably like three in the morning, and this is a big knock on my door. I'm like, who the hell is knocking at my door at three in the morning? And I open the door, and there's no one there. And just on my front porch, there's a a cage with a rat on it, or not on it, in it. There's a rat in it, and with a little note on top that said, "Please take care of Templeton. I cannot take care of him anymore." And I was like, like okay. And at the time, we had a horrifying rat problem, like that we were just could not deal with it. it <laughs> so there were already too many rats. Too many rats. Yeah. Yet, I kept. Templeton. Mm-hmm. How could you not with that note? I know. I, know. I was like, I was well, like, this is my responsibility. Like, no, Templeton. It's a cute little name. The song then describes Templeton taking an adventure. Yeah. Um, yes. t- Templeton 
you know, he lived with with us for about a year until we moved out of the house, and then I was like living on my truck for a while. I was like, I can't have a pet rat, so I I put it in the possession of a good friend of mine who took care of Templeton until the end of days. Templeton became a, a close friend, I would imagine. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were pretty close for a while. Uh, came on lots of adventures, and this is like a song that I wrote, kind of as the. Uh, like eulogy the, maybe no 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 like the soundtrack of okay. like what like if i were templeton and i was like living my life like how would i go about it you honoring know? what he did in life yeah. rather than you know how he went out did you play that song tonight i did would you you have your accordion nearby i do would you mind playing like a pivotal moment in that song for oh, us yeah, right yeah, now yeah, yeah. just to like really paint a picture as to um a, a, a templeton know, moment mm-hmm. yeah because this describes you know a templeton moment like th- this is how templeton lived Templeton's life. Mm-hmm. Well, also, another thing about th- about this song is that it's technically two parts. Yeah. Um, we only played the first part. The first part is p- pretty happy-go-lucky. The rise and fall of Templeton. Yeah. So, uh, I'll just play you a little snippet of the first half. Yeah. Um, what would you imagine Templeton's doing right now? Skipping down song? the road, eating uh, eating gr- grass. Um, Having a good time. Is that what rats eat? They eat cheese. Lettuce. Cheese. Yeah, cheese. Lettuce. They eat I, I think it's they're known for the Sorry. cheese. So this is like, like <laughs> Templeton being like, oh, I have a home again. Like, things are good. Cool. Close um, your eyes, everyone, and imagine Templeton yeah. in, in happier times. the vibe that you know and then ha- halfway through the song shit gets real in templeton's life you know like we got kicked out of our house and templeton's you're, you're going living, you're living uh, in a truck together I'm, now well no i i, I didn't want to subject templeton to that so um, what a good rat dad yeah. so you know like shit's going crazy and living on my truck and Templeton is going on an adventure with someone else and doesn't know what's going to happen. Kind of happy, you know? Well, in my mind, it's a very... Yeah, and keep going. Uh, In my mind, it's a very, like... uh, Templeton's going down the road because Templeton has no choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, Templeton is, like, thinking a lot now. Yeah. Like, gosh, yeah. what's going to happen? Trepidation. There's a lot of trepidation. There's a lot of concern. Yeah. Mis- mystery. Yeah. Mystery indeed. This is the end of his life. It's getting pretty harrowing. <laughs> Just spiraling heroin. Is Templeton no longer with us? Uh, I have a feeling we're going to get a sense of that at the conclusion. Rest in peace, Templeton. Is yeah. Trample Town the end? Trample Town is the end. Um, actually, I don't actually know how Templeton died, but Trample Town sounded funny. You know, a lot of caged rats go from a heart condition. <laughs> Strangely, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've had friends that have well, lost you know, their rats to heart you, you could say that final phrase is the heart attack. The heart attack. <laughs> 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 like, uh, if this was a wheel. film. We'd be we, right at before the last moment. It'd be like Templeton's yeah. big eyes. Templeton grabs their heart, and then it goes to black. 
I've wasted my life. <laughs> <laughs> or or what a life I've lived. It's been so good. You know, it just, these are different thoughts a, a dying rat could have. Do you, do you ever get asked to play like big life events, like funerals or weddings? Um, I ha- yes, I yeah. stopped doing funerals. Yeah. It can be a little awkward. Um, what would be a, a short ex- excerpt of what you would do at a funeral? Well, at one funeral, um, they... I wasn't necessarily uh, so I got invited to come play at this funeral because I played um, I know some some music from the place that the, the person who passed away was from yeah so I got invited to play the person who invited me did not let the rest of the family know that I was going to be coming oh I see um, so <laughs> it was frowned <laughs> upon by some maybe. so they had me like play for for the 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 body, you know yeah right. just just you and the body yeah and some people in the family were very upset that I was there. Um, what a crazy thing. So you thought you were going to be playing like the, maybe the funeral or maybe some sort of a thing where there were other people present. Yeah. But then instead what happened was it was just you and the deceased. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a very strange experience and, um, I got kicked out. Oh, kicked wow. Out. <laughs> um, what did you play for this person? Uh, autumn leaves. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> That was the first song I learned on accordion as well. Really? Mm-hmm. It's uh, by virtue of the way the left hand kind of works in the accordion. These, that chord progression works really nicely. Cycle of fifths. Little circle progression there. Mm-hmm. So also how many great s- for open caskets. How many songs did you play before you were kicked out? Uh, one. I see. You made it through Autumn one, though. Leaves. Yeah, I made it through one. Could you tell they were waiting for you to finish to be like, okay, enough's yeah. enough, get out of here. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, one of the one of the the children of the of the deceased was like, hey, this we weird. don't. It's time to go. Yeah, pretty much, and it was it was respectful. It wasn't like yeah. grab me by my shirt and toss me out. I was like, hey, you should. Do, yeah. to, to counterbalance, do you have uh, like something that you would play if somebody were to invite you to play a birth? A birth, a yeah, birth. like some. <laughs> All right, <laughs> like just. I know this is probably putting I've never you on the played, spot. I've never played a birth before. Well, that's why, and, that, and it probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would like play at a birth. The, at the moment yeah. of yeah. the birth. <laughs> yeah. So you played um, a, a a possible death accordion thing with with our friend the rat. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have an alternate one? Like, if you were asked to score someone's death. I, can I just make something up right yeah, now? Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay. So, like, have like they, I'm gonna die. I want it to be really. Have they died yet, or are they dying? Like, they're dying. I'm, I'm dying, oh, and, so I, and I, and I, and I know I'm out. surrounded, and it's like I really would like this to be a moment. So I need you to be by the hospital bed. Does the end of the oh, song wow. mean your death, or do I? I'm dead at the at the end of at the, the song. End of the song. Please, yeah. like you can tell, man. you can tell. It's like it's like it's 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 leveling out. I'm, I don't think I am I dead yet at this no, point. No, no, okay. You're hanging on. Yeah, by yeah, yeah. He's like, gonna bore you to death. The doctor <laughs> comes to you and they say, "Kalei, Kalei, it's it's time." I like this because I feel like somewhere in there you can't tell because I've I'm I've long been in a coma at this point, but somewhere you can tell that I'm like flashing through all the moments mm-hmm. in my life, yeah. and that 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 spike there. Was like a particularly powerful emotional yeah. thing that I that was your yeah. your childhood dog. Yeah. Or maybe this interview. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. How close am I to death? Oh. Wait. Oh. 
<laughs> I like integrating the, the medical technology into it. Sorry, Jim, you're dead. <laughs> Flatline. See ya. Um, and then you, I, I hope that you would hold on that note and then slowly walk out of the <laughs> hospital room all the way to the <laughs> elevator. <laughs> If you've got a birth, if you've got a death, <laughs> if you've got a wedding, yeah. we are here at Odd Job Ensemble to to give you some content for mm-hmm. the event of your choosing. Uh, Calais, as we wind down, would you please pick up the accordion? Yeah, um, wind up. Wind up. I want to read a, a quote about this band. So this is like, let's pretend this is a commercial for Odd Job Ensemble. <laughs> Just like a a 30-second uh, thing that you would put in a promotional material. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Something kind of upbeat, something kind of, you know, I'm going to do my thing. My instrument is my voice, mm-hmm. and you're you're the accordion person. All right. And so out there, if you're listening, we, we can pitch for you your product the way I'm about to pitch, Odd Job Ensemble. Uh, Kalei, hit it, please. Dancing to energizing early jazz numbers, listening to ethereal folk music, and stomping to raucous overtures, the crowd will have their ears twisted into a delicious musical pretzel. Odd Job Ensemble, Sonoma County's own ragtag purveyors of old-time party music are here, and they are excited to play any type of music that you would like them to play. Give us a call. So anyway, what I'm saying is (laughs) there are so many opportunities (laughs) to pay this band to um, make things for you. (laughs) So if you wouldn't mind, um, we're going to start to kind of slowly wind down. And I I say, as I do at the end of every episode, uh, Tom Gaffey, do you have any closing thoughts? for uh, our friends listening and for Odd Job Ensemble. Yeah, I think everybody in the world should close your eyes and learn how to play the accordion. This is an incredible instrument. And the great thing is, is you don't even need to play the accordion. You can just go to a show, close your eyes, and be taken to another place. I'd like to thank you all for joining us here tonight. Thank you. The Silver Sea is coming soon, and when it does, everyone should listen to that album. Keep going, though, Kalei. I'm sorry. We say good luck with the new album. We say good luck with the new tour. And to those listening, absolutely, good luck. Don't let the release of the Silver Sea mark the end of giving money to Odd Job Ensemble. If this episode proved anything, it's that there are lots of different things that they can do for you in exchange for large sums of money. And with that, give me about 15 more seconds. The interview is over, and the performance is about to begin. Listeners, please stick around for that and for Odd Job Ensemble. Thank you again. Thank you again. For hanging out with us tonight at On Stage with Jim Opa. and Tom.
you've got no port to call safe harbor. We let the reeds grow higher than the garden. When you've got no board of golf, you've got nothing but you wager all. Do we? 